Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvik. The 20th live quarantine edition bonus episode. Call in now with your paranormal story. UFOs, ghosts, black-eyed children, demons, cryptids, Bigfoot, murders. If it's true, I want to hear about it. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this is the 20th bonus live quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. How crazy is that? 20 of these have been made. I expected five, six maybe, and then we'd get back into the swing of things and I could, you know, not do these. Yet, here we are, another live call-in bonus quarantine edition, the 20th edition, so, let's see what we got with us real quick. <laughs> yes, eek, I did try turning it off and on again. Thankfully, that is exactly what made it work. How stupid is that thing? Kelly, Kelly, you got a story. I want to hear it. Karen from Australia. Hey, howdy, hi, welcome. Um, thank you for tuning in at whatever ungodly hour it is tomorrow for you. Holy crap. Tim, Tim from Tucson here. It's cooled down to 104 degrees, so I'm going for a run. Yeah, yeah, get out there while it's nice and cool. What the hell is wrong with you, Tim? You're going to die. Ashley, it was 111 today in Arizona. Jesus, I thought 98 was bad. Holy crap, we doing a caller already? Screw it. Let's do a caller already. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's Tori. I found a way to call from Canada. Holy crap, Tori from Canada. Yes. How we? I, how did you do it? Because I've got other people that want to call. This is amazing. Um, if you call in and on Google Voice like you are, it's actually free internationally from Canada to U.S. Holy shit! Yeah. All right, there we go, international people. Use Google Voice. Call Google Voice to Google Voice, and apparently, there we go. Fuck yes, that's awesome. Can you guys uh, watching on live on Twitch and on Facebook, can you guys hear Tori from Canada? Let me know in the comments. So, Tori, so now that you're actually here, what do you got for me? Oh, I got a couple of stories for you. I want to hear them. The shadow people. Oh, shit. And some um, sleep paralysis. Which would you like to hear? Mm, let's start with shadow people. Ooh, should I save that for the last? No, no, let's let's start with a bang. Let's do let's do shadow people. I love it. Sh- shadow people? Okay, I have a couple, actually. Um, there was the one that I sent the email in, obviously, with a shadow person and a little bit of a ghost. I really don't know. That one creeps me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, actually, a couple years ago, my fiancé and I were living in his parents' basement for a little bit. And... I was in bed and he was out in their shop because it's on a farm, so shop parties. And uh, 
I kind of, I was awake. I was just falling asleep and I heard something, somebody come down the stairs as well as the TV upstairs going off. So I knew it wasn't his parents. I thought he was coming inside and saying goodnight. You know, I'm going to be out for a couple more hours, blah, blah, blah. And I looked up when the, when he should have been at my door and lo and behold, there is a shit, a shadow oh. in the doorway. Well, you had it right first time. Oh shit. That's a shadow. What the hell? Yeah. And then I say, Hey, like, what's up? What are you doing? And no answer, no answer. I'm like, I'm looking at the shadow for like a good two or three minutes trying to figure out like, why aren't you talking to me? turn on the light and I mean I had my phone light like my phone right beside my head so I just grabbed my phone and kind of flashed the screen in the doorway and it was gone within two seconds oh crap yeah it was was, um interesting so was it like when everybody talks about shadow people they always say that the shadow person is like darker than dark like darker than a shadow yeah it, it was that's the best that's a good way to describe it I mean there is no no light hitting it either. Like it was in a, in a shadowy hallway with a little bit of light coming in from upstairs. And there was no and, way. It was no way someone could have been there and then ran away in that split second. No, because the bedroom that we were sleeping in was right next to the stairs, and even the cats make those stairs creak. <laughs> Holy crap. So, All right, so what did you do what, yeah. right, now that it disappeared? What happened? I closed my eyes and I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm yep. out. Nope, let's, fuck let's that. Just... I'm out. Yep, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And was that the first time that you saw a shadow person? No, that would have been the second time. The first time would have been when I sent that email in so I was seven or eight that's true that's true I forgot yes that's yeah. right so and, and no, neither of them no I am lying to you neither of them I am lying to you uh oh sorry <laughs> that is not the second time I've seen a shadow person that was like the fifth or sixth or possibly tenth time I've seen a Jesus. shadow person Jesus now do you think it's the yeah. same shadow person every time um I don't know this one did it like so the first one that I saw in my in that in the email I sent you, um, that one kind of felt ominous. I guess would be a good way to describe it. Like it wasn't creepy, it wasn't scary, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And then what? And the other the times, other that the I other felt, times you liked him. What does that mean? No. <laughs> no, the other times. So the other times came with sleep paralysis on top of the shadow person. Ugh. That's even worse. Yeah, so the other times were, like, definitely, like, bad feelings. But this one, like, this one didn't feel bad or anything like that. It was just odd, I guess. Sorry, Stitch was clawing at a toy. I had to give him his toy. Uh, All right, I'm back. I'm good. All right, so five or six times you saw a shadow person. Would you say that most of the times they involved sleep paralysis then? Uh, Other than the... Those two stories, yes, they all, all the other ones involve sleep paralysis. Wow. All right, so the ones, I'll be honest, the ones where it didn't involve sleep paralysis, to me, are more important, not important, that's the wrong word, are more shocking, I guess is the right word, because 
people can't skeptics can't go oh well you were just dreaming you were asleep or you were in between sleep and awake no no you were awake and you saw this thing yeah and like i have i don't know if other people have the same thing as i do i know when i'm in sleep paralysis oh yeah you know what? I'm glad you said that because a lot of people that I'm so glad you said that a lot of people that say, you know, like, look, when I'm in sleep paralysis, I know I'm in sleep paralysis. I am not, you know, conscious dreaming. There is something wrong. So I'm really glad that you said that like that. Yes. I'm sorry. Continue. That just that yeah. was perfect. Oh, no, that's fine. No, whenever I'm in sleep paralysis, there's always something small that's wrong with what's going on. Like. That I always sleep with my door wide, and then when I'm having, when I'm in, I, I want to call it an episode because that's the best way to describe it. Sure, yeah. When I'm having an episode, the door will be closed, really? right? Or like, like small, small little things like that, where it's like something is going on, something is wrong with what's happening, and then I close my eyes, and I'm like, wake up or whatever, and next thing I know, like two seconds later, I'm, I, I'm moving and the door is wide open again and all this stuff that's so weird and 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 it's all and it's been since you were a kid so did you just now now do you just learn to be like well this is this is happening it's going to be a sleep paralysis kind of an episode or or does it still affect you just as badly now as it did back then um depending there's sometimes like sometimes it's just it's whatever i feel like i don't see anything but i feel the presence and then those ones aren't bad those ones don't bother me at all there's other ones where i don't really see the shadow people as much anymore not with sleep paralysis at least and there's other times where i'm i'm in an episode and i actually feel things touching me oh like on my on my shoulders and stuff like this there's one time where i actually felt teeth on my neck. I'm sorry. Teeth on your neck? Like something was like yes. s- kind of s- sort Trying of biting you? Me. Oh. Yes. yes. Did that yeah, leave any that marks? One, that one was a nope for me. Pardon? Did it leave any marks? That is definitely a nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. It did not leave any hickeys for anybody listening. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I feel like this wouldn't be the question. <laughs> although I got to be honest. I got to be honest. If I started this episode with a shadow person hickey, that would have been like the best way to go for this episode. So, but it's okay. I don't want you to lie. I'm glad that it didn't get a shadow person hickey because that's just creepy. But like, like now we're we talking like hard biting or just kind of like, you know, nibbling like, like a boyfriend would nibble on your neck kind of a thing. Um, not, not nibbling, but not hard. Oh. Like, you know, when a dog bites you for play biting and yes. it's like, they like just, it was like that. So it didn't break the skin kind of play biting. I get it. No, it no, it didn't break the skin. It didn't do anything at all. And the, the worst part of this was I was in a, the living room with my dad watching TV. When did you freak out to the point where you were like, Dad, a shadow person just nibbled on my neck in front of you? I never said anything like that. My dad doesn't really believe in a lot of this stuff. Not like I do. So I just kind of like, had a hyperventilating moment and I just I was like I'm going upstairs <laughs> wow holy crap yeah. All right. now people are going to ask did the shadow person have not that it matters because he's nibbling on your neck did a shadow person have a top hat in any of your shadow person incidences 
No, there's no top hat. All right. So no top hat, but this one gets kind of frisky or is trying to taste you. One of the two. Either. I, I don't know. I don't know. Neither. It didn't help. I was watching a movie earlier in the day with vampires. So that might have just transpired over while I was in my sleep paralysis. But. God, I hope so. <laughs> I'm not God, I hope so. Because sure. if, if shadow people are tasting us now, that they've gotten even worse than they were already. That's that is creepy as hell. That's <laughs> a little bit. That's for sure. I like What's his name? Um, Minardo said... Uh, Minardo? I don't know how to say your name. I apologize. Minardo says shadows can only bite so hard. Takes a lot of energy. He's right. Completely right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's it's really got to either want to bite you, want to eat you, or want to want to just nibble on you either way. Like I said, I don't know which is creepier, that it wanted to eat you or that it was giving you like 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 little love bites. Like, neither of them are, are less creepy. I don't know which one's worse. Okay. I don't know which one would be worse. I mean, I had a hard time on that one getting pulling out of it, too. Wow. You you have made mm-hmm. shadow people even worse. Congratulations. All right. Sorry. No, hey, this is what it's all about. All right. So, so you gave us some shadow people. You also gave us some sleep paralysis. All right. Do you, do you have anything else to share? I'll put it that way. I'll keep it nice and open. Um, well, I have one really weird sleep paralysis one yes. to also tell you. Another one. Let's do so, it. So, when I was, oh, 15, I think, 14, 15, one of those two, I was sleeping in our basement. This is a different house to the prior story. And I, my parents were, were on, like, we had a four-level split. And I was on the very bottom floor, and they were on the third floor watching TV. Yeah. I went to bed, school the next day, so I went to bed earlier than my parents. And I went to bed, and I was feeling something. Like, I was feeling weird, I guess. Like a weird presence in my room or around my room. And when I went to bed, I, was, I fell asleep really quickly, but I quickly woke up. Now, this is where it gets really strange. I wasn't in my bed. Wait, what do you mean you weren't in your bed? I was above my bed. How how high above your bed? I put my I was able to put my arm down to feel. I couldn't feel my bed. Whoa. Yep. Four like three four feet good, above your covers. Uh, a good three feet for sure. Yep. Holy crap. Yep. That would scare the living daylights out of me. So when did you return to the bed? I'm assuming you didn't just wake up and be like, hey, I'm floating now. This is cool. Uh, No, I woke up. I couldn't really move, but because, you know, your arms are kind of hanging down. Yeah. I was able to kind of force my arm to move down. I couldn't feel the bed underneath me. I could feel the blankets on top of me. I could see the blankets on top of me. Um, I could see the light from the upstairs coming into my bedroom. I could hear mom and dad's TV. I couldn't yell. Like, I had no voice. And I closed my eyes, like I told you before, and I was like, put me down, put me down, put me down, put me down. I didn't even feel myself move. I opened my eyes, and I'm, I, can, I can feel my bed underneath me. Wow. And all right, again, yeah. just for the just for the idiot skeptics, there's no way I open my eyes and I'm I can 
I can feel my bed underneath me. Whoa, what the hell was that? I don't know. What the hell was that? All right, I'm glad you heard that because there is no way the recorder can just start playing. It's recording. And yeah, it's still no, recording. I heard it loud and clear. What the hell was that, man? Oh, it's it's going to be a good one tonight. What the <laughs> hell? It doesn't there's no way it can play back while it's recording. All right. Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, listeners, Yeah, feel free to check out Audacity and look for yourself. There is no way for Audacity to play a file that it's recording while it's recording. Yet that is exactly what just happened. And it was like, like, a, like 20 seconds prior to what you were saying. That's mm-hmm. freaking weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for um, bringing it here, apparently. Holy shit. All right, so, all right, where we left off before technology decided to be evil, where we left off was that uh, you were floating above your bed, and then you kind of floated down, and then you were touching your bed again. What the fuck was that? That's weird. All right. Um, yeah, two for two. That's some crazy crap. Uh-huh. You're telling me. I was the one that lived it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Which, which, did you at least get to enjoy the sensation of flying? Because everybody wants to fly or float. Like, did you get to at least um, enjoy it? No. Considering the circumstance of it, nuh There's no, no great feeling of weightlessness. Because you don't, like everybody says in sleep paralysis, you feel the, the pressure on your chest. Like, I could still feel that pressure on my chest. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. So while you were having the sleep paralysis with the pressure on you, you were floating. That's even weirder. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Wow. This is what I'm talking about. This is a this is a kickoff to an episode and then some. All right. <laughs> you, you know, wait, whoever's calling, give me like one second. We got a crazy bunch of shit happening here. I'll get to you. I promise. I'm not going anywhere. We'll... The caller, call back in just a moment. I swear to you, I'll get to you. But for you, Tori, all right, so, I, you know, I ask this every time. So what about any any cryptids or UFOs? Ever see anything like that? Um, well, I told you my cryptid story. Well, it wasn't even mine. That's what I was going to say. my Wait, friend no, of mine. Yes, I did. But it wasn't you, though. It was the Bigfoot story. Wait. That's the only one I got. Wait, which, wait. Remind me of the Bigfoot story real quick. I'm for, I'm. For, I'm it was when I was, oh gosh, seven or eight. Um, my friend and I went to my grandparents' farm, and he saw what he, well, yes, 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 he yes. He still swears to this day that he saw Bigfoot in the trees. Yes, that's right. But that wasn't you, though. Yeah. No, but that's the only one I got for okay. cryptid. All right, no, no, no. That's perfect. Are you kidding me? You've kicked off this show with a, I don't even know how to describe it, ghost in the works, man. Ghost in the machine, if you will. Plus, I got a shadow person, and I got a floating story, and I got a uh, some kind of love biting shadow person. There's this is plenty. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. I'm so yeah. glad that you figured out how to how international people can call in. Once again, if case you guys didn't hear that part, just use Google Voice to call Google Voice, which is what I'm using that eight eight one eight seven three two nine three nine nine number, and you guys can get through. This was awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome, and 
and thank you for taking my call. Oh my God, I loved it. Thank you so much. What a freaking amazing first call. All right, so whoever's trying to call, the lines are now open. Feel free to call in. I was going to banter for a minute and talk about the fact that that just fucking happened, that the recorder started playing while it recorded, which again is impossible. All right. Caller, you are on the air. Hey. Hey, uh, who, who's this? Uh, my name's Craig. Uh, live in Tennessee. Uh, had a Myrtle's Plantation uh, thing to tell you about. I would love to. Myrtle's Plantation is phenomenally haunted. I would love to hear it. Well, uh, when I was heading that way, this was a... Uh, gonna say eight years ago uh we had uh decided to take a trip down there and meet a whole bunch of family there and had a big gathering and uh so i was pretty skeptical about uh things like that even though when i was a kid we used to go to the bell witches area and oh sure all kinds of different places around tennessee just anything paranormal but never really saw anything uh, so we decided, you know, we're going down there and I'm kind of skeptical. So I did my research and found out that most of the stories that were related to the Myrtles by the Myrtles are not necessarily all true. That's true. Uh, there, is yep. some, there is some truth to some of it, but most of it's not like the Chloe thing. They can prove pretty much that none of that happened. Um, she didn't poison the three kids because the three kids... Two out of three of them lived to be ripe old people. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me so stop. I'm a skeptical. Craig, I I'm love the fact that you're skeptical. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I did my research and found out that this general had, you know, uh, a revolutionary general had built the place when he was uh, basically trying to escape the. Uh, uh, he was fleeing justice from the Whiskey Rebellion, and then his daughter took it over, and his daughter's the one that's supposed to have this Chloe slave that never existed that was supposed to be the big ghost. Sure. There. Any, anyways, uh, after that, there was a uh, uh, Gray Sterling that bought the place, and his son-in-law took it over. He uh, married one of his daughters and took over the place after Gray Sterling was out of the picture. And he is the only one that actually got killed there. He, he came out on his porch when he heard two horses coming up and he got shot in the chest and he went up the stairs at the main entrance and he died right there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I understand that he was a colonel. Yeah. He died on the stairs, now, right? Yeah, now I sent you some pictures. Now, like I said, I'm very skeptical. I've just had a brand new digital camera and uh, decided, you know, I, I knew what to do with paranormal stuff. Go take a lot of pictures, you know, see if you get anything. And, uh, of course, I didn't see anything, but I took a whole lot of pictures. When did, you, when did you send the photos? The, yeah, I sent you four. What, uh, no, no, when, when did you send them? Uh, today. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we are. Here we are. I found the, I found the email. Craig, I didn't get any attachments. I, I, I didn't get any attachments. So I'm going to need you to, after uh, the, after look, the call. Look on Facebook. 
Oh, on yeah, Facebook. Look on Facebook. Oh, 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 oh. It finally actually came up. Sweet. All right. Keep uh, going. I'm going to pull I up tried, the Facebook. I tried one. four or five different ways, and I couldn't get it. But, uh, finally no, no, got that's awesome. There. You know, keep going. I'm going to pull up the photos while you're talking. Yeah. yeah now, I, so at, at dusk, the first day we were down there, I walked around the whole place, took all kinds of pictures. Didn't think I got anything. But uh, at the main entrance of that place, if you look at one of those pictures, I got a picture of the colonel that got shot really at the door <laughs> holy crap and i've got to find this yeah at late at night we got another picture i found it that i took and and the myrtles has it's it's a you know down there where hurricanes happen so they have uh, shutters that go over every window and there's two on each side of every window and door except for in one place. Now, I took a picture of this one spot, and the only way I could figure out where it was was it was the only place that didn't have two shutters. Holy and crap. I'm sharing it, the photo right now, Craig, while you're talking. I see you got a circle yeah. around it. It's definitely someone looking out the window, and they don't look like they're wearing modern clothes. Holy crap, you took yeah. this photo? Yeah, and I actually couldn't see anything because it was really dark, and I had to enhance the photo to actually see anything. Yeah. Holy now, crap, now, when this I is looked awesome. at that, I was thinking, well, that must be an old picture behind the window. Uh, but when I found that place, it ended up to be a door, and inside the door, there is no photos hanging <laughs> Wow. And it's the only it's the only place when you walk around the place that has only one shutter instead of two. Oh yeah, you're right. There is only one shutter. You're right. <laughs> Stitch, it's cool. We're talking about cool ghosts, man. Relax. Holy crap, Craig, this is an amazing ghost photo. Yeah, and that's the uh second out of now one of the ones I sent you I didn't take, my brother in law took. Uh it's kind of a blobby looking ghost. <laughs> In the back of the house. Stitch, it's cool, buddy. Is it the one in, in the front of the, uh, the the closed doors? Like the, the smoke? Oh, no. I see it right here. I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, now, something else that happened to us while we were there, we had a group of maybe 10 of us. And we were all ghost hunting, just doing all kinds of stuff. We'd go across to this little island that's right there. And it's, it's just a little tiny island that's on the pond out back. And we'd go all around the house and we'd do all this stuff. And we ended up with this girl who was from college from somewhere up in Utah or somewhere like that. And she was on her way through to go down to New Orleans and go to the uh, vampire tour down there and uh we were talking with her and she would join us when we were all sitting around in the back at the end and then we all went to bed and she went up to the room next to where my sister-in-law was staying and the next morning she was gone and we asked the people that uh ran the place what happened to the girl that was staying at the room next to my sister-in-law because there was only two rooms in that part of the house sure and she was never there was never anybody there well there was nobody staying in that room 
no. And we were all, we were all like, what? <laughs> what is the right answer there? Holy crap. You got so, your money's worth here. Holy crap. And, uh, yeah, it, it kind of made me more of a believer in some of the stuff. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, like I said, I used to go to the Bell Witches Cave and all kinds of places. There's a place in Nashville where you could take your car and park it and it would roll uphill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wait, I know. But I've talked about that one on the show, too. Holy crap. You were like hitting yeah, there's all the actually, hot spots. There's actually one where I live now. There's, I live in Unicoi, Tennessee now. And there's actually one right up the road. It's a uh, uh, Oklahoma Road exit. Uh, on 26 and it really does that and it's it's really an optical illusion yeah, i was gonna say cool. usually <laughs> those turn out to be optical illusions yes exactly yep yeah there's one in a in a park in Asheville. i mean in nashville i forget the uh name of the park though uh, edgar evans or edgar warren or something like that Wow, uh, you were you were stacking you were stacking the stories deep here. Oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, I would constantly go looking for ghosts and stuff, and we never found anything. So I wasn't much of a believer. But uh, when I got those pictures and started, you know, going through the digital camera, I was like, "What the?" (laughs) I was gonna say, "All right, now you all right." You started it with a skeptical. You took a photo of a ghost. What do you think now? Are you just as skeptical, but you caught a ghost, or what do you think? Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm pretty not skeptical anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. That's how you. Now, now I'm forever looking for that next one. <clears throat> when people ask me how do you convince a skeptic, I'm going to say, "Here you go. You take a photo of a ghost that's clearly of a ghost that is not of anything." even remotely real then you have a ghost encounter at the hotel that i mean like that's that's how you make a believer out of somebody holy crap yeah i mean you know i was uh i was the one that took it and i was the one that tried to debunk it and couldn't do it <laughs> yeah how do you how do you look i would love nothing more and i would have you know me if you listen to the show you know if you would have posted something that i could debunk i would have debunked it i would have said well it could have been this I'm looking at this photo. Still, even though you guys can't see, I'll put it back up on the screen so everybody can see it. I'm looking up I'm looking at this photo. <clears throat> they are not wearing modern clothing. They are not it's not a reflection, it's not a guest, it's not a reenactor unless you walked in that room and there was a mannequin there, but you said you'd went in there and there wasn't anything there. I can't debunk this photo. This is incredible. Oh, I actually thought that old lady might have been a portrait behind that window. And, I, you know, so yes. I, 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 because there are some around that house. And so I was like, well, it's the only place I see that doesn't have two shutters. So I walked around and it turned out to be the door that went up to the two rooms that my sister-in-law was staying in. And all it is is a blank wall. Wow. I... And a staircase. There's. I'm amazed by this photo. This is amazingly cool. And I got to say, <clears throat> I, I love the fact that you circled it in case we didn't notice the incredibly creepy ghost that you have in the photo. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Craig, these are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. I cannot even get over hey, the no fact. Problem. Like, this is awesome. Holy crap. 
All right. Yeah, and then we then we went down to New Orleans and got our uh, fortunes told. <laughs> wait, wait, what happened? Oh, you got I, your fortune told? What, I don't know what actually happened about that, though. <laughs> well, but wait, so you got your fortune told in New Orleans. Did any of that come true? And I, I, I really don't even remember. <laughs> uh, that was just... That was just something fun hey, we did. <laughs> hey, unless the fortune teller said to you, "Hey, did you just see a ghost?" Trust me, they were they were fun. <laughs> so this is awesome. All right, again, you know I'm gonna ask it, Craig. Have you had? Have you ever seen a UFO, or have you ever had any other kind of cryptid or paranormal experience? Uh, no cryptids. Uh, I had a, a a cat encounter that. Uh, kind of tripped me out when I was a late teenager. We were bringing some girls across a road called Bug Hollow Road where you had to cross two creeks without bridges to get to the spot we were at. And uh, we were sitting there trying to talk the girls into what we wanted. (laughs) And uh, there was a cat. You could see the eyes going back and forth, back and forth on the big limb. Uh, up the up the hill from where we are, and me being a outdoor kind of guy, I was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. They're more afraid of us than we are of them." And the next thing we know, the thing was coming down the hill to us. So we all jumped in the car real fast, and a, a cat about the size of a lynx or a small panther oh, jumped God. right up against the car. Holy crap! Falls up at the driver's window where I was and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, and I didn't think there were those kind of cats in Hendersonville, Tennessee. <laughs> wow, that'll that'll the start time. the night, won't it? Holy crap. And, I've never, uh, I've never seen a cat seen that a big. UFO. Wait, wait, what's that? Yeah. I have seen a UFO. Me and 12 other people were sitting at a place called Walton Ferry Boat Ramp in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Sometime around 1979, 1981, somewhere around then, uh, we were all just sitting there, uh, and it faces the dam of Old Hickory Lake. And if you're facing that way, you're facing Nashville, Tennessee, basically. Madison, Tennessee, and then Nashville's just you know straight that way. And there was a bright light up in the sky, and everybody started to notice it. And all of a sudden, it went super fast, quick to the left, stopped, went super fast, quick, twice as far oh, to the really? right, and stopped. And then it went back to where it was to start with. And then all of a sudden, it went straight up and was gone. Holy crap, like how fast was and it going? Twelve like, of us saw that. There was twelve people staring at the thing the whole time it was doing. And it was it was like like how quickly did it go? Like how quickly was it just there and gone? Oh uh it it went from where it was to left in just milliseconds and then it stopped and then it went the same speed the other way and stopped and then it came back to where it was and stopped and when it took off straight up it was gone in like a second holy crap all right and this I was mean, it just went straight up and out of the out of 
it had to be out of the atmosphere. Jeez, and you said this was like between 79 and 81, right? Yeah, somewhere right around then. Yeah, look, and, even now there's nothing that we have that we know of that can do it that quickly. Even like, I mean, oh, hell no. like nothing. So like in, in the 70s or early 80s, I, we'll put it that way, in the early 80s, what the hell could have done that? Holy crap. I've, I've seen F-14s uh, when they play at the bases, uh, you know, when they're taking off and they're uh, they're going straight up in the air and they do all kinds of crazy stuff. And I've been to air shows where they are, you know, showing the Blue Angels and everybody. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We couldn't have touched what this thing was doing. There was no way. Man, you were you were not you're you're getting all the good stuff for yourself. You tell me next that you caught a Bigfoot, I'd believe you. Holy crap, Craig, that's amazing. Well, Bigfoot is the champion of uh, social distancing right now. So. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is, Craig. Oh my God! First of all, again, thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing those photos. Uh, if it, for everybody that's listening to this after the fact, that's not live. The photos are on the Paranormal Almanac fan base page. Craig was nice enough to share them. Like, unbelievable. And I'm not saying that just because Craig's on the phone. These are unbelievable. That's an unbelievable ghost photo that I cannot debunk even remotely. So please take a look at this photo. While you're listening to this story, look at this photo because that is incredible. Craig, thank you so much for calling, man. This was awesome. Hey, no problem. Keep up the live stories. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm glad you like these. I mean, can you believe that I'm already at 20 of these things? Hey, you know what? For th for these kind of calls, this is what I live for, these kind of calls. I mean, this was fantastic. I guarantee you I will do more of these because like, the calls are getting better and better every episode. Thank you again, man. I really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, I like to listen to... Uh, campfire and uh oh yeah weird darkness and, yeah and stuff and i and and monsters among us and all oh, those yeah. uh and my favorite thing is always the people that call in and tell it themselves because you you feel it me too yes exactly that's what i kept telling people like when like they did the listener ghost story episodes i was like look these are amazing but i'd rather hear it from from you like me reading your story would have been okay but me hearing your story that's freaking the best, and I cannot thank you enough. Thank you again, man. Hey, no problem. Awesome. Hope, oh my hope god. You keep going for a long time. I thank you. I do, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. Thank you, man. Have a great night. Holy crap! Jesus, two calls in a row. Freaking awesome. That ghost photo. Like, first of all, how impressed are you guys that I could actually get that ghost photo to come up on your screen? Look. I played with it for an hour, and even I'm impressed that you guys could see it while he was telling the story. Jesus Christ, man, that was an amazing story, Craig. Like, I was, I was, I was worried. I was worried at the beginning of the call because I was like, "Look, I just had an incredible Tory story. was absolutely freaking amazing. It can't live up to it." And bam, two in a row. Holy crap! Uh, Eek said, things are more spooky when coming from a person who experiences themselves. Yep, 1,000% yet. Stitch, it's only 40 minutes in. We'll take a stitch break in a second. Hold on one second, pal. Um, thank you guys for watch. I see some people here from uh, from Twitch. Hey, Twitch. Hey, how you doing? 
That's right. We are simulcasting on Twitch and on Facebook Live. I'm so glad that you guys could see the photos too. Uh, Lauren McCune's here. Hey, honey. Hi. Josh is here. Trish and Kelly. All right. Uh, Lori, yeah. There's no way that the one with the single shutter could be a reflection. No. Like, not, not unless she was standing right there in front of the, the, the window and she would have been seen. Even if she was on the inside, she would have been seen. Like, there's... I can't explain. I would love to debunk that photo, but holy shit. And Lori, again, thank you for saying, hey, take down the phone number so we can see the whole photo. I, it didn't even dawn on me that you guys were seeing it with that on there. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, boy, oh boy, Tori. Uh, I, I still can't even begin to guess how, how we had a ghost in the machine. That was crazy. Tori was awesome. Caller, you are on Hello, the air. Oh, it is Maria. Hey, Maria. Hey, all right. So hey. before you get started, I saw your question. Why did I ask about the top hat for the Shadow Man? The reason I asked about that was a great question, Maria. The reason I asked okay. about that was because a Shadow Man with a top hat has been seen since well before top hats were even a, a thing to be wearing. They've always been seen, not always, but they... they Top hat ghost shadow people, top hat shadow people have been seen since like the 16, 1700s. So it's absolutely crazy wow. that it's been seen. But thank you for asking that question. I wanted to get to that. I'm so glad that you called. Hey, Maria, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I actually have a premonition feeling. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So a lot of you people, um, I'm... I, I guess I would say I'm a media to it. I don't even know what it would be called. I guess feelings. And I feel now that I've gotten to know you personally, you know, talking to you. Sure. Um, that I can open up a little bit. Um, I saw a large pond with like a little bit over a thousand alligators uh, in a frenzy. While checking the recording, I noticed there was something else talking. I could see the little speech squiggles, whatever you want to call it, in audacity. So I bumped it up, and there's another voice behind Maria. Now, I'm not saying that maybe Maria had the TV on or something like that, but it's bizarre sounding. So I wanted to leave it on the recording, I guess, if you will, and I wanted to keep it bumped up, but I wanted to give you guys an idea of what the hell was what you're about to hear in just a second. What it is is it's just something that I noticed, and it's the only time during Maria's call that there was another speech pattern in Audacity that I could see. I don't know what this is. I'm not saying it's 100% paranormal, but I am saying it's weird, and I can't figure out what it's saying. Hey, Maria. <laughs> I'm going to play it a couple of times to see if you guys can figure out what it's saying. But again, this was the only time during Maria's call when I'm going back and editing to, you know, post this online as a podcast. It's the only time that there was this little speech pattern while she's breathing or while she's ch while she's talking, whatever, chatting, whatever you want to call it. So it's really weird. But anyhow, back to Maria. I'm going to play it a couple of times and then I'm going to start Maria's sentence over again so it makes it a cohesive sentence. Hey, Maria. Large ponds with like a little bit over a thousand alligators in a frenzy. Wait, um, wait, you, but you had you wait, you have a thing with wait, what was your thing with alligators? What yeah, is, remember I have the thing with the the death with alligators. Crap, that's right. Um, 
Yeah, um, so I have a really bad feeling that something's going to happen that means, I mean, I know we're go- all going through, like, a lot of stress and the COVID, but I feel like it's kind of to that point of it's connected and it's going to affect people in a weird way. It's going to be another load or an- a- a- another one. Um, Wait, when you say... When they, you were, s- they were in a frenzy and it was, I was high above and I'm looking down and the water's really mucky and they're just like going crazy. So I don't know how to put it yet. That's all I got. Now, the last time that you had, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time that you had a multiple alligator one, something really bad happened, right? Um, yeah. Um, I, well, I was, um, the last one I had was, was I was walking, I was still filming and um, I was, I was walking, there was a statue of an alligator and I got a really bad feeling. And when I had spoken to my husband, when I saw my husband, I had said, I get, I have a bad feeling. Somebody's going to die. And, you know, we didn't know. And then the next day we found out that, um, my, one of my actors, his sister got shot her and oh. the baby, her pregnant baby. Oh, oh, I was thinking, and, I was thinking of the 9-11 one. So this is something different. Oh, no, but those weren't alligators. Those were actually visions of the, um, the, 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 the people choking. And it wasn't, the 9-11 one was me just feeling like something really bad was going to happen. Like, I didn't get the alligators. I just, I sat here on, I sat on my mom's steps outside smoking a cigarette. And I was looking up going, wow, it's a beautiful, it was a gorgeous day. Gorgeous day. And like, it's something's gonna happen. And I have actually gone into the room and told Michael, something's gonna go on. I don't know what it is, but something's bad. And I went back outside, smoking my cigarette, chilling out. Um, and then Michael came in and went, Maria, come, come look at this. And mom called, hurry up. And then I saw her, we watched as the plane um, went into the building. Oh, on the, wow. on the TV. And like, yeah, that was, that was, uh, yeah, but I didn't see the alligators and I didn't see a vision. That was just me feeling it. So let me ask you this. How scared should everybody listening to this be right now? It's too big to, how can I say? I don't know. I'd have to, I'd try, I, I have to get more of a feeling. It's just, that's the first feeling I've gotten from this. Just And when did you have this so, feeling? Oh, today. today. I haven't even told my husband. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, I mean, you know I trust you, and I trust your feelings. Um, what do we do? How do we, pre- how do we prepare for something like this, where it could be, it could be, like, what could it, what do you think it could be, and how do you think we can prepare? Okay, what I think it could be, I don't want to, ju- I, I don't want to, I, how can I say? What I think, and I haven't felt it, so much because it's very stressful to me anyway so um i think it might be a little close too much for me because i'm thinking okay immediately i'm putting it with the kids going back to school which would be bad yes and i think that's it's going to cause many uh, it's going to cause deaths for children that's what i feel to but i don't because i'm so close about not bringing let my granddaughter go to school i'm going to home teacher that um I don't know if I'm putting it to that. You understand what I mean? Right. I haven't had enough feeling for it. So there's nothing really we can prepare other than 
Just be alert is what you're telling us. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I've said, my, you know, um, for people that want to know, um, I have a, a situation where um, my friends have gotten jokes out of this, too. But they'll bring somebody. They'll warn them. Um, you ask her to read you, she will read you. Okay. And everybody's brought somebody. I've done it. And I've given such much, so much detail on certain situations that they left, they leave kind of in awe. Um, but I can't do it to everybody. It just, it comes and it comes. Sure. Okay. Well, look, so, I'm glad that you're telling me about it. I'm telling us about it. Because like I said yeah. to everybody, if you ever have a premonition, it might involve me. Like, let us know. Give us yeah. the heads up. And at the very yeah. least, we can do, I mean, even with what you've told us, we can do what we can to make sure that we're as protected as we are. So, no, I, I, that's perfect. Thank you for letting us know. Thank you for warning us. Okay. Okay. So, are uh, you ready for a ghost story that happened to uh, my husband and I? Yes, please. Okay. So, okay, it started with me first. Um, when we met, I, I had my firstborn child, um, Stephen, and he must have been about three years old. And we moved into this um, old Victorian house in St. Cloud, okay? Old one. And the, old, the lady that owned it, she lived on one half, and we lived on the other half. Um, I was, I'm a, I'm a gamer. I played D&D, Dungeons & Dragons. I'm awesome. having a game. Oh, my God. Wait, and, Maria, I don't know if you were listening a, a while ago. My friend Elisa oh. Teague, she she creates she she creates stuff for D and D. She just did a whole D and D book, like for the official D and D. Like that's what she does for a living. Oh, she put okay, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I, look, I love a good D and D story and a good D and D player. So oh. you know you're cool in my book. Keep going. I love this. <laughs> so I had a cap. A couch on one side and a couch on the other side, and the kitchen doorway was to the back of me, and in front of me was a TV and the door that led to my bedroom, okay? Little itty-bitty place, good enough for me and one child. So um, I'm looking at my friends as we're talking, and I look at the TV that's not on, and there was a person standing right beside me um, where the doorway is in the, in the TV, so I turned my head really quick, and I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, okay, that's weird. There was nobody there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe I saw something, you know? Um, when we first moved, like the, the day we moved in, my son was a very happy child as a young one, always smiling, good-natured. When we moved there, he cried and cried and cried. Constantly, I couldn't figure out what the heck was wrong with him. So I, the like I said, the house was old and it had the um, windows where they were wood and you'd lift it up and like just stick to it, you know, be lucky it sticked. Um, Stephen was on one of the couches looking out the window with it above his head. Didn't think anything of it. All and he's still fussy and crying. All of a sudden, he goes flying from one couch at least four, three and a half feet to the other couch from the, um, his back and bounces onto the couch. And the window slams closed. And I'm like, holy crap. And I'm shaking because, you know, this is my kid. 
So, you know, I'm like, okay, it's not click, it's clicking, but I'm like, I'm a, by myself, you know, it's just me and my kids taking care of what I have to do, working, you know, as a mother. Um, then it was one time at the same house in the shower and it was around shower, thick cast iron. And I was looking up and it looked like somebody was looking down at me to get the crap out of me. Um, wait, he wait, had wait. What do you mean? Hair. He was above the shower because the shower went around the cast iron tub, the, the um, curtain. The curtain, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it was like completely around. And as I was looking up, taking a shower, there was a guy staring at me what from up the above. What crap? Okay. He had black hair, looked to be about 22, blue eyes, really attractive. Okay. Opened it. Holy crap. Nobody's there. Okay, so I kind of got used to him. <laughs> he traveled in every house we went to. Okay, got together with Michael. You know, Michael, you know, this is years and years, me and Michael together. And he, Michael and me are used to him. Okay, he would do things that were not hurtful, but let you know that he was there. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Wait, did he always watch bit, you we, shower, though? No, that that was the only time. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I, judging. I I'm just why. saying. You know. Hey, at least he was an attractive. You said he was an attractive ghost. So at least you had an attractive ghost watching yeah, right? him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But I was okay with it. You know, I, he didn't scare me. It was just okay. He's there all of a sudden, and he's not. Through the time I I experienced it. Sure. We Michael and I had moved to Paramore in Florida, the road in Orlando. Bad area. The house, my kids used to say the house looked like a castle. Um, I walked in and immediately felt somebody there. Um, my husband walked in. We all, you know, staying there. Um, I would be in the kitchen and I would smell flowers. I'm like, okay. I got a feeling that there was an older woman there. Okay. And um, she's was either in the kitchen or in one of in the front room and you would get the smell of flowers going through the house okay so um by this time we have all three of our kids angel alex and steven and angel was like six months we had a friend named troy and we asked troy if he could babysit well we go out okay so um we go back we, we come home had a good time and every freaking light is on in the house okay and I walk, Michael and I walk in, and Troy is on the couch, hugging his knees. Uh -oh. And we look at him like, what's wrong? Why are all the, all the lights are on? He's like, you, you won't believe me. And I'm like, what? He goes, he describes the guy. And he was in the kitchen, and he kept peeking at me and going back. And I, kept, and I know there was somebody there. Me and Michael burst into laughter. Okay, because we, we knew exactly who it was. It was pervy ghost, right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even call him pervy. I, I felt like he, he just watched over me. Eh. I while you're showering, that's that's him. while you're showering is slightly pervy, right? You yeah. Get... Yeah. I, I I didn't really think of it that way. I just got surprised that I saw somebody and it was and, and it's gone <laughs> in a second. Sure. 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 Okay. But it was him. Um, what? But it was him. Yeah, was it? Yeah. So he's just twice, and me and Michael laughing, our, laughing, laughing our asses off, and we start explaining to him about the guy, 
and about the old woman. He bugged out so bad. He was literally shaking. Okay, this is a grown man. Wow. Shaking. Look, yeah. even though he's a grown man, there's, there's something creepy about either a perv ghost or an old woman ghost watching you while you're home alone. So if you're not expecting it, sure, I could get a little yeah. creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and all he, he said, he, all he kept doing is doing peekaboo. Like, he'd look yeah. and he'd go back. So, it was basically what he would do to me. He would look and he'd go back. So, um, also, in that same house, we don't know if it was him. We, Michael and I felt it was the woman. Um, we had a gas stove, okay? And every night, the freaking alarm clock, uh, fire alarm thing would go off. It would not stop until you shut the um, the switch, the the um, thing you turn to shut the gas off of the, the um stove. Holy crap! Yeah, and my, it would all of a sudden we it a beep when Michael and I'd be in the bed and I'd look at Michael and I go your turn, and he would go shut it off and it was no more. Um, but the guy stood there with the old woman. He did not follow me when we moved to the next place. Oh, really? So it was just that one location, yeah. and they both stayed at that location. Yes, they both stood there. Now, did you ever look up, you know, possible past tenants, or had anybody died at that location? Or I don't remember the address. That's like 26 years ago, 23 years ago. Hey, no, I get I'm that. I'm like, if sure. I remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> look, so, um, you got yeah. a peekaboo, you got a peekaboo ghost. That's, that's, that's going to be creepy. I'm glad that you guys were like, Oh, yeah, no, that's just, you know, peekaboo ghost. You know, he's kind of good looking, right? We're good. Did not feel uncomfortable about him, though. Well, like, yeah, you kind of got times, used to him. He had the crap out of me. Yeah. I actually thought he saved my child when my son flew back from the couch. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, I, that was the feeling I got. I think, you know, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable with him. Hey. I just... There's good ghosts, too. Yeah. I could get behind that. And you know what? Who cares? You know, I, it, for the regular listeners, I had a creepy, pervy ghost here that used to watch my girlfriend shower all the time and knock shampoo bottles off the top so she'd have to bend over to pick them up. Sometimes you get a pervy oh, wow. ghost, you know? You know, that's just how, yeah. you know, sometimes you get a ghost that helps people. Sometimes you get a pervy ghost. And sometimes you get both, like you got. So good on you. Right. Yeah. So how are you doing? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm living the dream. Are you kidding? I'm having a phenomenal episode tonight. It has very little to do with me. There was a there was a listener a second ago who said, you know, I didn't like the uh I didn't like the 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 live stories at first, but you know, now I love them. Hey, you know what? I agree. I didn't like the live stories at first. I'm not that good. Trish said that. I wasn't that good, but it's not me that's getting good at them. It's the callers like you that are making these yeah. episodes great. So I'm having a blast tonight. Are you kidding? Maria, I love when you I call. Just not, I just try not to, like, give you too much of the experiences I've had. No, no, this because, is fantastic. Like I said, I've had many. All right, so instead of asking the typical question, Maria, you promised that you would ask, or was that your question for me tonight? You said every time you were going to be on, you were going to ask mm -hmm. me a question. Okay. What is the scariest story that somebody has put out? Oh, crap. I mean... There's, all right, the ones that I can share. So there's been a couple of stories that have been that have been sent to me that, that have specifically said, 
please don't share, but I wanted to, to tell you okay. about the story. And I can tell you that there was one that was an exorcism that was okay. bone chillingly scared me. To, I didn't want to go to sleep that night. But for the ones I can, ones I can tell, um, boy, that's a good question. I mean, I've had people that have called up that said, or not called up, that have messaged me saying they've been abducted by UFOs and have, you know, physical proof. I have people that have called up about um, the the ones that actually, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I can answer this. The ones that really scare me the most are when they have premonitions about loved ones dying and then that loved one has died. I can't imagine anything uh. more chilling. Survivor guilt is, you know, insane and terrible for everybody who's ever lost a loved one. I can't imagine the survivor guilt that comes along with a premonition as well. So yeah, that's the one that scares me the most. You understand me? Yeah. I like that. Yeah? All right. Well, I'm going to let somebody else call. Hey, thank okay. you so much. I Again, thank you. as always, fantastic talking to you. I'm glad to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing okay. Thank you for the premonition. If you get any more thank information you. for us, let us know because, you know, I'm always interested in the premonition, but I want to keep the listeners safe as well. So thank you for calling, Maria. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. All right. Let me, end, let me end that one out. Another fantastic Maria call, but this time possibly with a premonition. So keep safe, everybody. Keep keep your eyes up. Keep your, uh, keep your head up. Something Maybe possibly bad could be happening in a minute, and I don't want it to happen to you guys. But it's been an hour. When we hit an hour, that means it's time for Stitch Pee Break. We'll be right back. All righty, we are back. That was Puddles. He is the best. If you don't know Puddles Pity Party, please, for the love of God, look up Puddles Pity Party. He is the best. Oh, Stitch dropped his toy. Hold on, Stitch. Ugh, there we go. We got it. Whew. All righty. Stitch is peed. We're back from the break. D&D is being talked about in the chat room, and I love it. Hell yeah, I love it. Like I said, my friend Elisa Teague wrote one of the new... I wish I could think of it off the top of my head, and that she's going to hate me for not for destroying this plug. But um, Elisa is uh, very big in the D&D community. She wrote an official thing for D&D that is phenomenal. If you're a D&D player... I will find it. I'll put it in the in the notes. I wish I could do it now. I just don't have... I got too much stuff in front of me. But um, I'm back. We're back. Stitches on my lap. Puddles is right there. Puddles Pity Party is the best. He makes life worth living. Thank you all. Let's get back into the uh, into the chat rooms. Yeah, Minardo. Yeah, said... Minardo says, yeah, for some reason when she said she saw alligators, my first thought was a plane crash. I would have thought that too, but she has explained that alligators means death means something bad is coming. Like, I don't like that. I mean, look, I love having a call from Maria, but uh, I don't like calls from Maria when she says that these things are going to be happening. So, no, look, this is fantastic. Um, Fran says, I hate exorcisms because the way I see it, there's only one possibility. They're not in control of their own brains. I don't know the cause. Could be demons, could be mental illness, but I believe they're doing things they don't want to do and wouldn't normally do. Yeah, I don't like them either for that very reason. A-plus a calls. Eeks, right? There's a freaking fly in front of me. If you see me going like this, I'm not I'm not losing my mind. There's a tiny little fly that wants to be on camera, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. 
Okay. All right. I'll do this. Let's get on with the calls, man. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, good to hear you again. This is uh, Minardo. You call me Mike. That's Minardo! Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So is it... Wait, it's Minardo? Yeah. All right, I didn't butcher it too bad. I'm sorry, Minardo. Oh, no, it's... You know, everybody got their own version of it. And you said, call you Mike? Yeah, everybody calls him Mike. Hey, yeah. I like that. Mike, I can Mike, I can get right pretty much every time. 90% of the time, yeah. I can say Mike correctly. So, hey... <laughs> Dude, you have been you've been on fire in the chat rooms tonight, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know your show's awesome and I like the live interaction that makes it more interesting just listening. Thank you. Yeah, no, I I appreciate I like I said, you've been on fire in these chat rooms. I it makes it it makes the show better for me, hopefully for you guys as well. Yeah, this is awesome. Hey Mike, how you doing? Good, good. Uh so I got a story, got a couple of them, but uh you know how we were talking about premonitions and things of that nature and i kind of wanted to go uh give you a story about something that happened with me that's more on the i took it as a positive thing oh yeah uh, i'd love so, to hear it all right so what happened uh it was like i was probably like 18 just towards the end of high school uh living with my folks still and one you know saturday night i you know went to bed i had a dream in my dream, somebody showed up at, at our apartment. This person came, knocked on the door. I opened the door, and it's an older person, like older than me. I'd say like 25 or so, maybe 23. Okay. But they look a lot like me. I'm like, whoa, I kind of recognize them. And um, like, well, oh, mama. I was like, hey, yo, come on in. I'm glad you stopped by. And the person came in, and he sat down at the like kitchen table. And he's like, I just you know, wanted to stop by and see how mom, mom and dad are doing. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're great. We're here. You know, we just moved and all this stuff. And then I realized I'm talking to my brother. Now, I'm the oldest in my family. And at that moment, at that point in time, I only had uh, my younger sister. Okay. So two of us. So I have no older brother. I don't have any other siblings. And he's all like, oh, you know, I was coming by. You know, I haven't had a chance to stop by, but I'm here. We want to make sure everything's good. I'm like, yeah, we're great. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Have a little visit, chat, whatever. And then in my dream, he's like, okay, well, I got to go. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you again sometime. I'm like, okay, great, whatever. He leaves. And then uh, in the morning, you know, Sunday morning, I wake up. And I'm like, wow, that was a really weird dream. Like, how could I dream about a brother? I don't have any brothers. Yeah. I'm all that thought. And I, I kind of wrote it off. You know, I'm not yeah, 18. Yeah. I don't really care. And um, I get up. My mom's making breakfast. So I sit down at the table. You know, she's making some pancakes. And I, and I go, hey, mom, I had a really weird dream. I'm all, I dreamt that uh, my older brother you know, came to visit me and wanted to see how we were doing. And I was laughing it off. I'm like, I, you know, it's weird. I don't have an older brother. Yeah. And I see her reaction totally change. She goes kind of pale. She sits down. She's all, well, you kind of do. I'm like, what? She's all, before, you know, before you were born, uh, I was pregnant, but, you know, I, I lost the baby. Oh. I was like, holy like, that was a shocker. I mean, I'd never known about it, never heard about it. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't, I'd never in my life overheard anything. My parents never talked about it, you know, just something that happened, you know? And I'm sitting there, like, kind of still in shock and like, wow, that's, that's heavy. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. And then, like, while I'm sitting there, my dad walks in and, uh, you, you know, good morning and everybody comes in, grabs his plate, sits down. And then he's all, I had a really weird dream last night. And, you know, my mom and I don't say anything. He's all, my little brother came to visit me. 
and uh, he's the my my dad had like twelve siblings, and his the youngest little brother only lived for like three days after he was born. Holy crap! And he's all like, he's all yeah. Last night my little brother came to visit me. He wanted to see how we were doing. You know, and you know, I'm Mexican. In our culture, it's not unusual for family to visit us in our dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we totally connect with that ancient stuff. So. He's like, yeah, he came by. He wanted to see how we were doing, and I was really happy to see him and all this stuff. And, like, me and my mom are just kind of, like, you know, speechless. And so I tell him, well, hey, well, last night, this is what I dreamt. And, you know, he was like, well, yeah, that, you know, you do, you know, we would consider him your older brother, you know, didn't, you didn't make it, but whatever. Sure. And I was like, wow, you know, that was, that blew our mind. You know, it wasn't, we didn't have a conversation prior to this. He didn't overhear me. That yeah, that that's so, that's the corroboration that I always talk about, that, like, independent corroboration. Like, how do you explain that, skeptics? Like, what the hell? Yeah, that that was a shock. I took it as a, I mean, we took it as a positive. Oh, it's nice. Our family came to visit. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it wasn't, like, on a special day. You know, there are certain dates that, you know, supposedly the veil thins or spirits can travel, but this was just... I don't remember what day it was. It was just a regular old Sunday and Saturday night. We both had a visit. Dude, I love that. Like you said, like that's nothing to be scared about. That is like legit. Like if look, if you're going to be visited by a ghost, if you will, that's the one that you want is the one that's just checking in. It's just family. Like I love that kind of thing. Yeah. And I I didn't expect to be told, oh yeah, you know, you do have in a way of sibling. And that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole like, wait a minute, there's more corroboration going like, what the hell? That's amazing to me. Yeah, so that that was a pretty wild moment and pretty awesome. But you know, talking about premonitions and all that, and you know, being connected to the other side, uh, you know, it's not always all bad or scary. No, no, that's the. And, all right, I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said it because I asked that the last time. Um, someone someone had a family member that visited them, and I said, I'm like, so was it scary or not, knowing the answer? But I'm glad that you said, like, look, it's not scary. There's nothing but love there, and, and the fact that you took it that way, and it seems like everybody kind of takes it that way. I love the fact that that's that kind of feeling that you get where, look, I wasn't scared. That was awesome. Like, that was cool. That was love. Like, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, so that was a pretty, that was a pretty good one. And, Are you I mean, kidding me? That's a great one. one. That's a twofer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't just your experience; it was yours and your dad. Like that's a twofer experience. I love that. Yeah, the, you know, anytime you got somebody who kind of matches your stuff, it's pretty awesome. See, that is cool, man. All right, you know, I'm going to ask the question, so I'm just going to ask it. Have you ever had any other paranormal experiences? Ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, cryptids, what have you? Uh, no cryptids would be cool, but no. Um, <laughs> I did. There was a UFO one, and uh, again, I grew up in Escondido, California, tiny little town out here in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know and, Escondido um, well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a. We lived at the top of a hill in Escondido, and I remember this was during the summer. I was a little kid. I was already going to school, so I was probably maybe like, I don't know, six, seven years old, and it was summertime because I wasn't in class, and my dad. Uh, calls me over and I grew up on 10 acres of avocado ranch and he calls me over. He's like, come here, look at this. And from where he was standing, we're on top of this hill. We can see uh, the whole city and he's looking over to high school. There's going to be the high school. Yeah. And he's all, what is that? And we're both looking at it. And at first I thought it was like a blimp. that was just like floating there. But I'm like, that's not a blimp. It didn't look like a blimp. It didn't have the little ailerons or whatever you call it on the back end of it. 
And so we're, we're staring at it, and it's not moving, and it's not hovering, and I don't see a propeller. I'm, you know, as a little kid, I'm like, oh, is this a helicopter? It's not a plane because it's standing still. And then he calls my mom over, and she's looking at it. She's like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. And there's no ropes. There's nothing attached to it. I mean, like, there's no car dealership, you know, how they put up balloons. Yeah, yeah, night. yeah, yeah. And total UFO. And if you Google, uh, like, UFO types, then you get some pretty basic charts. Yeah. Like the first, uh, it, it basically looks like uh, two pie plates, you know, like. Oh, sure. What a, yeah. Like one on top of the other. Yeah. But in the middle, there was a whole section, basically the whole middle part of the body was were little black windows. I was just going to say, were they portholes or were they lights? Because you got two choices. They had the windows, really. Yeah, there was definitely square windows. Because I remember looking at it, I'm like, well, I can see windows on it. And I know, you know, blimps don't have windows. No. <laughs> you know, that's just not their shape. And, it, and it, like, literally we got bored of watching it. We were there for like half an hour, 45 minutes. And there was a really loud, like, humming sound. Like, it wasn't a helicopter sound. It was just, like, a really loud droning. Sure. And, like, to the point where, like, you know, it's starting to bother your ears. Because you're like, wow, you know, you're, like, you can't even think anymore at some point. And so we, we basically got bored. We're like, well, it's not moving. We don't know what it is. And it's not doing anything. And we just went back to our normal day, you know, normal. Oh, wow. Day. You didn't even watch it until it, like, went out of sight. You were just like, yeah, all right, we've seen it. We're good. Yeah, you know, what can we do? <laughs> you know, what it was, you know, because we weren't looking up at it. We were looking at it like, you know, almost, almost at the same elevation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was out in the distance straight ahead. Sure. Yeah. Hey, you got, so, you know, you know, it's a, you know, it's an interesting time when, when people get bored of watching a UFO. I love that, Mike. Yeah. My, you know, I haven't really talked to my dad about it, but I'm, I should ask him and see if he remembers any other details or something different. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Please, if you get a chance and ask him, Please let me know what he said. I love hearing different people's perspectives on watching a UFO. And you know what else is weird, Mike, is that that happens to a lot of people where it should be the most incredible experience of your lifetime, but you're just kind of like, hey, look, there's a UFO. All right, cool. Let's move on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. There was another situation. I think I wrote to you about it because it happened out in the uh, Anza Borrego Desert. And it was uh, myself, a, t uh, a college teacher friend of mine, and another friend. And we had the same reaction where we kind of like didn't react. You know, you kind of just like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, See, cool. See, I want to know what that's about. Like, why do people, because I had that, I mean, I, I experienced that reaction with other people around me. They had that reaction when I was like, what the fuck? There was just a UFO. And they were like, yeah, okay. And they went on their daily business like there was no big deal. So what is it about those that makes people have that kind of reaction? I That's really interesting. I'm glad that you had, you experienced it as well. I think it's probably one of those, the same reason we just put, pull our covers over and try to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, there's a big scary monster, like, floating it's, over my bed. It's too much to deal with, so it, fuck yeah, it, yeah. Like, I'm just, yeah, just going to curl up and, you know, ignore it, and it'll ignore me, you know. Dude, that I love that. That is, look, I, hey, I, I, I thought I was going to get one story. I love the fact that it always, ha it always ends up this way, where I get more than one amazing story out of you. Out of people. That, that was cool. Thank you, Mike, again for calling in and again for being so cool on the chat rooms, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, that's really, uh, catch you the next time. Definitely. Please, please, please call back. Ask your dad what he thought about the UFO. Let me know. I want to, I'm very, I'm not just, you know, like bullshitting. I'm very curious what he thought of that as well. Please. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. All righty. Bye.
Holy shit, call after call after call. I'm loving this. This is what, literally, this is what I want Paranormal Almanac to be like. Like a radio show like this, where people can call in and tell their stories, share their photos, share their experiences. And my God, this has been a been absolutely crazy. Cannabis 421, yeah. Um, right, seriously? Yeah, Stitch is the best. And I'm so glad that you have a, a Stitch-like dog yourself. Uh, for everybody listening... So Elisa Teague wrote a campaign guide called Wardlings, called Wardlings. So W-A-R-D-L-I-N-G-S. If you're into D&D, it is 5E compatible. It is incredibly cool. She's the best. Not only that, please go buy it. Please buy it. 100% buy it because it's freaking awesome. If you're into D&D, go buy it. But when you buy it, open it up. Because she gave me a little shout-out at the beginning, which was, again, incredibly cool because I helped her game test it once and had the best time because playing D&D with friends is always the best. Uh, Trish, dog, dogs are the best people, 100%. Todd thinks that he might have had the same experience as Mike. He said that, uh, wait, that's the area that I saw UFO when I was a little kid traveling from Riverside to El Cajon at night with my mom and grandma. I was maybe five-ish, so the hell's going on in that area um karen said my dad passed away in november i still feel him around me and i smell him from time to time i absolutely love that karen i know i said that in the chat room but i wanted to say that live on the on the podcast as well i love that like that kind of stuff is the best uh let's see um what else we got here Trish said, mine is a rescue shih tzu mixed with only one eye. With only one eye. One-eyed dogs. Oh, they're the best. Oh, my God. That's the best. The fact that you rescued a, a, a dog, Trish, you, you, you're, you get points in my book. That's freaking awesome. Karen, please email me. You have a few stories you want to tell? Please email me. Or, 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 or. Boom. There it is right on the screen. You can call in now. 818-732-9399. It's just me. Give me a call. Let's chat. I'd love to hear your stories from you if you can. Kelly said, when my dad passed, I started stress smoking. and He always hated smoking. Every time my smoke would blow in my face, I'd move and it would move with me. I could feel, see the wind blowing different directions, but still right in my face. Yeah, take that, Kelly. Smoking's bad. Your dad's trying to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Todd said it happened off the 15th freeway going south, probably between Rainbow and Escondido. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, look, I'm loving the calls. 818-732-9399. Loving the chats. Loving the calls. Loving the fact that Stitch is just... Oh, I just woke him. Sorry, pal. That Stitch was sleeping in my lap. Um, this has been already just a phenomenal episode i haven't even talked about the stuff that i wanted to talk about i wanted to show you guys the in fact you know what screw it i'll do it right now i will show you guys the how do i press play here we go this for you guys watching live this is the aguadilla airport in puerto rico the ufo that they saw directly over the airport they actually had a plane that, like a drug plane, if you will, that actually spotted it with IFO, with infrared. All right, cool. Let's keep going, man. You guys can keep watching that. 
Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. This is uh, Grant. Hey, how I, you uh, doing? Finally, I'm doing pretty good. I finally managed to catch one of your live shows. And, and what a good one you've caught. Holy crap. <laughs> so, I uh, I don't know what the topic is tonight. I think our, our just general chit-chatting. Any paranormal. Or... Yeah, yeah. Anything you got, man. Okay. Yeah. Well... I had uh, emailed your story about growing up in a haunted house, and you covered that in one of your things. Sure. Um, I was wondering if you had any questions about that, or... And my parents actually... Excuse me, I'm walking outside for a second. My parents actually had a run-in with the UFO at one point in time. Really? What do you mean they had a run-in? Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in this. Okay. This is before I was born. It was a couple years... Before I was born, I was born in '81, so it was I'm in late '70s, '78, '79, somewhere around there. And I live in the southeastern part of Missouri, country area, fields, patches of trees where people still own land that they just don't want to cut. Well, my mom and dad were out driving down a gravel road late one night, and they were coming back from a friend's house, and. My mom and dad both tell the exact same story that the car lit up like you had just turned on a hundred lights inside. The classic the radio dial turning. Holy crap. And the car just the car felt like it was on ice. And my parents, my mom's been a nurse forever. My dad was a lumber grader. He's, you know, macho man. Never Never lies, never anything. Nothing ever bothers him. But he hates telling this story. And he said it just, the car just coasted in and then stopped. And he said my mom was so scared that she had crawled down in the floorboard and was hiding. And then as quick as it started, it was over. And he's like, you know, I don't know what happened. That's weird. So they get into town the clock in town was 10 minutes ahead of yes. what their clock I was in just going to ask, was. was there any time missing? Holy shit, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was 10 minutes. In addition to this, we were... So, they went on about that, but in addition to this, whenever I was about probably 8 or 9, we were coming back from town one night, and we were in the car, and... I remember this this big ball of light coming out of the field. And my dad, <laughs> quote him, not again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and my dad hightails at home as fast as he can. So we were out one night at one of his friends' house, who was our mechanic. And we were talking to him, and he's an older guy, and I don't know if people are familiar with people that just sit and listen to the radio scanner at night. Sure. Uh, police scanner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Bill, he's an older guy. He would sit and listen to the police scanner at night. And my mom and dad got to talking about that. And Bill's like, you know, he goes, I remember listening to the police scanner whenever that happened. I'm going to ask, like, what? He goes, no. He goes, it started out and... There's a town south called uh, New Madrid, and or New Madrid, depends on which part of the country you're from. 
and uh, it the radio was picked up there. People were talking about it on the radio, and then it moved, and it went three counties over in the period of probably fifteen to twenty seconds. Then it was spotted again in Stoddard County, which is where my mom and dad were. Sure. And it was just to have someone else correlate that story. So there was actual radio evidence, which is, you know, you can't find recorded of. This is back in the late 70s. Yeah, yeah. But there's actual radio evidence of a light. Nobody knew what it was. And then it moved and then it pops up somewhere else. What the hell, man? Like yeah. official corroboration, not even like witness corroboration, official corroboration. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. And it was right over their car and they had missing time. Wait, I I, I apologize. I got so like crazed, crazily happy about a missing time. How much missing time was there? 10 minutes. What the fuck? I mean, how do you lose 10 minutes? So, yeah. Theoretically, they were, something happened to them in that 10 minute span. Yeah. What the? My, my dad, my dad always joked that they were abducted and I was actually part alien because it was, you know, it was a couple of years after that, but my mom got pregnant with, hey man. with me, of course. Have you ever done and a, 20, have you ever done a 23 and me? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I haven't. When you do a 23 and me and they come back half reptilian, like, you know, you got to get back on the show because what the fuck? Dude, that's awesome. I love it. That would that would be a story to tell. Hell yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Look, if that does happen and you go anywhere else, I don't care if it's like Maury Povich. I don't give a shit. You come back to Paranormal Almanac and we'll do a show yeah. like I was half reptilian, man. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, but they, uh, my, mom, my mom won't even talk about it. Oh really? She's and, that. She was. She's yeah. still that scared. Really? Yeah. She's like, I, I, I won't talk about it. I won't talk about it. And my dad, you know, he's a he's a Vietnam War vet. He he uh, his job was actually a body processor whenever the bodies would come back. So he's pretty grizzled. He's seen some stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it it bothers him, but he will mention it and he will talk about it. Wow. Now, like. Is it just like when they t when he talks about it? Because she won't. When he talks about it, is it just kind of like in a passing? Like, yep, that happened. Or is it still just as crazy today as it was when it happened? No, the story is one hundred percent the same every single time he tells it, and he can go into perfect detail about everything. And you can drive by anytime I drive from where I live now to my parents' house. I can actually drive by and see the spot exactly where it was supposed to have happened. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. Do you know, not that it matters, but I'm just an old car kind of guy. Do you know what kind of car they were driving when it happened? He had an old Valiant. Ah, nice. Yeah, sweet. All right, cool. Yeah. Plymouth Valiant. Nice. Yeah, my dad, my, my dad was an old car guy whenever he was growing up, so. Oh, but I love it. Now, that was he, just. He liked the, old, the older boat cars. Look, that was just for <laughs> me because I freaking love old cars. That's awesome. Holy yeah. shit, man. All right. You know, I'm going to ask it, so I'm just going to ask it. Any other paranormal ghost cryptids anything any other stories well the house i grew up in was haunted 
you had covered that. That's a yes. You know, the, the cold spot, yeah, the cold spot in the floor and all that. And there were some details that I had forgot to mention after talking to my mom. Oh, about really? it because I was like, hey, I was like, I I submitted our house to a podcast and he covered it and I let them listen to it. And my dad was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, but I had a I had a bear. And it was a stuffed bear whenever I was a kid, and it was called Bingo. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but you would squeeze its mouth together, and it would talk. It would say phrases and stuff. Wait, wait, what was it called? And Bingo. Bingo. Wow, I don't remember that one. Bingo. Yeah, it was a. It was. We were too poor to afford Teddy Ruxpin. This was was like the Dollar General version of Teddy Ruxpin. But it had a voice box in the back that ran on four AA batteries. And it would would talk. Wait, is it a bear? Yeah, yeah, stuffed bear. Yeah, 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 I'm looking at it right now. Holy shit, I don't remember this thing at all. Yeah, and it's kind of real fuzzy, gray, grayish brown, fuzzy. Yeah. Um, But I had it one night whenever I was younger. It was setting up with my dresser. This look, the one I'm looking started, at in the photo is kind of creepy looking. I gotta be honest, but continue, please. <laughs> yeah, it um, it's it started growling. Oh come and on! I flipped out and I ran, and we lived in a small house. You know, my my bedroom went into the living room, and then if you made a right turn out of my bedroom, you'd go through the other door in the living room and you go into my mom and dad's room. And I flew in there, and I was screaming, "Bingo's trying to eat me!" Bingo's trying to eat. My mom's like, what? You're having a bad dream. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm awake. So she goes in there and it's still. Oh, shit. It's still going. So my mom thought, oh, well, hey, you know, the batteries are dying in it. And it's throwing a shorten out or something like that. She undoes the voice box and there's no batteries in it. Nope. Nope, wait, nope, wait, no, 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 no. There's no batteries in it, and it's still fucking growling? No batteries in it, and it's still, and it was still growling. Please tell me that your mom, please tell me your mom burned it with fire. What the fuck is that, man? We, We kept the doll, but got rid of the voice box. No, man. No, I mean, good that, you, <laughs> good that you, like, ripped its larynx out. But no, man, you don't keep a, a... Look, the second a toy starts growling at you, independently of of batteries, you fucking burn it with fire. If, if yeah. this is not a normal... Look, if, this, if, 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 any, if you guys take away anything from this episode, if a toy starts growling at you, burn it with fire. <laughs> the fuck, yeah. man? The, the only reason why we kept it is because I had an aunt that had passed away from breast cancer, and she gave that to me before she had passed away. Look, I'm sorry. Look, honestly, 100%, that's terrible, and I'm sorry that she passed away, but yeah. I know, looking down, she would be like, <laughs> burn it with fucking fire. It's something yeah. bad happened to Bingo, and Bingo is now evil. So you gotta kill you gotta kill Bingo. So what happened with yeah, Bingo? I mean, All right, even even the gutted voiced Bingo. What happened to it? I have no idea. It, throughout the years, it probably got sold at a yard sale. That's what I'm saying. I knew like that you were gonna say that. Look, some poor kids yeah. like I love Bingo, mommy, and they bought it for a quarter <laughs> at your yard sale, and then it killed an entire family. Are you prepared, yeah. Grant, to be like I killed an entire family? Because that's what happened. Yeah. 
No, that would that would weigh heavy on my conscience if that actually <laughs> did happen. Um, but and like I mean, the house I grew up in was was freaky enough as it was because my my dad grew up in the house. He was he was my dad was born in that house. Oh wow! And to this day, he's seventy three and he still lives in that house. Oh no, kidding! He's still there. That's awesome. Yeah, and the house is over a hundred years old because it's an old logging town. Sure. And they have lumber mill and stuff. So. Um, and I'm sure a hundred years ago, some kid died there named Bingo, and then came back <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, but my dad would always complain whenever he was a child, and my aunts and uncles have even validated this, that the little kid would come in the room at night and want to play. What? And my dad, my dad, you know, grew up, and he never told me about that as a kid. So... I grow up, I'm in that room, and as I'm getting older, my dad said, I started complaining about the kids that kept wanting to play with my toys at night. And my mom would just be like, oh, he's just making up stories so he can he can stay up. And my dad's like, no, no, I don't think he is. <laughs> Your dad's like, because, no, that should happen to me, man. He's not crazy. Yeah. My dad said he'll wake up in the middle of the night, and he'll there's someone standing at the foot of his bed. Standing there, just a black silhouette. Wow! And, Holy shit! Yeah. And I'm like, I asked him, I was like, so, God, like, you think it's you know night terrors or sleep paralysis or anything? He goes, Nope. He said, I'm awake. I can move. He said, If I move, it's gone. He said, But I'll wake up, open up my eyes, and I can see it standing there. Holy crap, man! Yeah. Like I said, you know, I, I emailed you a list of everything, and I don't want to reiterate all that and double dip. But no, no, no. Hey, no, I appreciate that, because I was going to say, there's yeah. there's, there's going to be more. For all you listeners that say, like, shut up and let them talk, there's going to be more when Sean and I do the listener ghost stories, because there there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here. I'll just yeah. put it that way. <laughs> wow, Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty intense growing up in that house. And there's, you know... People who have spent the night have seen things and heard things. And hey, wow. And like, all right. So, yeah, that happened. I'm glad. Look, hey, as always, I'm glad that you called in because hearing from people is way better than me reading it. But holy shit, that's a lot yeah. to unpack, man. Yeah. So yeah. And in college, I dated a girl that was real spiritual, real into ghosts and stuff. And she actually stayed by herself in the Limp Mansion at St. Louis and recorded it all. Really? Anything happened? Yeah. The only two things, nothing happened to her. She said it was very lackluster. She was not excited about it at all. Going back and watching the tape, there's two EVPs on the videotape. Oh, wow. There's one where she's talking, she's reading off stuff, and you hear someone just right in the microphone go, shh. And it was a female voice. And then shortly after that, she's reading off stuff about the different types of beers and stuff that were there. And then you hear, that's nice. That's nice? Just as plain as day. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know much about the history of the Lynn Mansion in St. Louis. Wait, wait, what was it called? The Lymph Mansion? L-E-M-P. I gotta look that up. I don't. I don't think I'm yeah, familiar was, with that one. Yeah, you'd be. It, it's interesting. It's a horror tale of 
teen suicides and misfortunes. Oh, I, I'm definitely going to look that up. Family. Wait, I'm going to write that yeah. down while I'm thinking of it. L-E-M-P, all right. Yeah, and you can, you can rent a night in that hotel just anytime you want to. I love that. I love that. Look, anytime I can stay yep. at a haunted place, I will stay there because that's the freaking best. As long as no ghost touches my feet while I sleep, we're all good. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, dude, yep. Grant, thank you so much for calling, man. This was awesome. All right. Not a problem. I enjoy your podcast. I listen to it wherever I'm at work. So. That's awesome. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you listening. That's very cool, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks. Bye. Holy shit. There's a lot to unpack there. Let me move this back up now that Stitch is, Stitch is gone. Um, dude, look, the, I don't even know what to begin with. Do I begin with the, the, the UFO that they definitely got abducted? I didn't want to tell them, like, hey, your parents definitely got abducted and you're probably half alien. But, like, is it, the, is it the UFO part that's the worst part? Or is it that Bingo the fucking crazy bear growling at him? It's Bingo. We all know it's Bingo. Fuck that bear. I, it should be burnt with fire. Whatever kid got that bear and was subsequent, subsequent, subsequently... Jesus Christ, I'm not even that drunk. Subsequently, like, killed by that fucking bear. Like, that's Grant's fault. Like, that, he had a chance to burn it with fire, and he didn't. All right. Uh, Fran said, I went for a dinner mystery night and saw two real ghosts. Fran, burying the lead here. Call up. Holy crap. Uh, I talked about it in a Zoom. The Lemp. Wait, really? Fran talked about Lemp in a Zoom? Why don't I remember this? No shit. Yeah, yeah. Eek is right. Fuck bingo. Fuck everything about that bear. Burn it with fire. Anybody that finds a bingo toy in, in like like a, a thrift store or resale shop, you buy it and then you immediately burn it with fire. Death to bingo. The moral of this episode is death to bingo. Holy shit, man. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, Trish, that's right. You are in Detroit. Yeah, it's it's uh, crazy times in Detroit right now. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Thunderstorming, really? Well, if it's thunderstorming in Detroit, it's thunderstorming at my parents' house. And I guess, you know, that'll happen in Detroit. But I'm glad it's not happening here. Uh, yeah, cannabis. I've never had more fun watering my garden. Hey, man, I'm glad. Hey, cannabis. I shouldn't say man. I don't know. I don't know the, the gender. Hey, Cannabis421, thank you for listening. This is a lot of fun. This is a crazy cool episode. I have not even had a chance to bring up any of the bullshit that I was going to bring up. In fact, I don't think I even really want to. Um, I really don't think I want to. I think this episode is in, in, it's an hour and 40 minutes of just fantastic calls. But let me put it back up on the screen. The lines are open, as you're hearing. Phenomenal stories. Don't think that you have to one-up or do better than the phenomenal stories that we've already heard, but I want to hear from you. 818-732-9399. I'm very happy that the simulcast seems to be working very well. I'm getting comments from Twitch. I'm getting comments from Facebook. I am loving it. Oh, it's Austin. Oh, shit. It's Austin. Wait, I know Cannabis 421. It's Austin. Ah, fuck yeah. All right. Cool. Austin from Colorado. Hey, welcome. I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad to see you on Twitch. I want more and more Twitch listeners every time, or viewers, or watchers, whatever you want to call it, every time. 
Sean says, Kurt, I got stories from friends and family for you, by the way. Should I send to the PA email or yours? Do the PA email. Because I want Sean to read Sean's emails. See what I did there? It's going to be the Sean on Sean type email. Thank you, pal. I love you too, Stitch. All right. This is a fantastic episode. The chat rooms are blowing up and they're so much fun. The I'm, I'm sharing videos and screens and photos and crazy shit on the chat room. That's working. So far, this whole new thing that the patrons bought me. Thank you, patrons, again. Uh, patron, Patreon.com slash Paranormal Almanac. It's because of the patrons that this show is so high-tech and this show is getting better and sounding better. So, if you guys are enjoying all the fun, cool stuff that the simulcast on Twitch as well as on Facebook, all the stuff that I'm putting up on the screens, you can thank a patron. The Patreon, the patrons are the ones that are doing it. Oh, crap, before I forget, um, you can go to storeenvy.com slash paranormalalmanac for all your merchandise needs. Or you can go over to... Hold on. Or you can go over to etsy.com slash 8bitspock for the official Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot patch, which is an amazing patch made by listener Lauren, who is awesome. So I don't make a dime off of this, but I just fucking love it oh so much. It is a phenomenal patch that I can't wait to put on a jacket as well. Austin, holy crap, I'm so glad. I didn't realize that was, that was you, Austin, so I'm glad that you said that. That is incredibly cool. You guys have been great on this, uh, on the chats, in the chat room, whatever you want to call it, on Twitch. You guys have been phenomenal. There's a lot of lot of watchers, a lot of listeners. I'm loving this episode. Alrighty, if you guys want to call, once again, it's 818-732-9399. Call in now with any, 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 any paranormal topic. It's not just Bigfoot tonight. It's not just Bingo, the possessed fucking bear. It's not just UFOs. It's not just shadow people. It's not just, hey, if you guys have ever floated... Please call in now. Nope. It's everything. Wait, Dorian. I thought Isaac was going to call in. Dorian, if you're still watching, I want to hear, and if it's not too late for you, I want to hear from Isaac. Apparently, he has a murder house story. So the last episode, the uh, Stay Sexy, Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot episode, was a hit. Great listeners. Apparently, you kids love the murder. So if you guys have any connections to murderers, murder houses, serial killers. If you've been murdered, call in now, 818-732-9399. I want to hear from you. Uh, Sean says we love bingo. I disagree. Fuck bingo. Burn it with fire. Dead. Dead to me. Bingo, you're dead to me. Bingo, you show up at my door, I'm going to burn you with fire. You've been warned. It's out there. But if you guys have any kind of crazy serial killer-ish, cultish, Charles Manson-ish bullshit kind of stuff like that, 818-732-9399. If not, I might call it because this has been a phenomenal episode. You guys don't need to hear from me on this one. All right, fuck it. Let's keep doing this. (laughs) 
Let's keep going. Caller, you were on the air. Hi, Chris. It's Ian. Hey. Victoria. Hey, how you doing? Good. This is officially the second Canadian for the episode. I'm fucking loving it, man. The Canadians are the best. Look, I grew up in Detroit, and to get to Canada, I had to go southeast to get to Canada. So, fuck, I love Canadians, man. You guys are the best, eh? How's it going, Ian? Well, good, good. Uh, yeah, so uh, I wanted to call in uh, because I've got some alternative shadow people stories. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so most of Victoria is unceded Native American land. Yes, uh, We've yeah. got flags all over the place now acknowledging that, and, and any time we have any sort of big public event, our, our, our mayor or anything like that are always very quick to start out by saying, yes, we are on land and we are grateful for them. Um, but we've got a lot of weird stuff here. And one of the weird things that we have is we have shadow people uh, in the bushes and the trees and things like that that we have all throughout um, our parks and bike trails. Really? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, at first, like, so I, I first noticed this uh, when I was in, in high school. I was, like, 14 or 15, and there was this, uh, bike trail that went along this area known as the gorge. It's this big, big waterway, uh, open ocean inlet, uh, and it was a dirt path that led up and around behind a bunch of trees. There was there was houses that were sort of further up the hill. And any time I was walking home, because this was the fastest way home from where I was going to high school, I would hear things in the bushes, and I'd look over, and there would be these weird shadow forms, and. I would be walking home in, like, daylight, and these things would be, like, five, six feet from me in the trees. So it's not like it was a person that I couldn't see clearly. It was very distinctly, it was this, like, black form that was sort of humanoid, had arms and legs that would peek out behind trees. Uh, And occasionally you would hear them, like, moving rocks, and and I actually had a couple of things thrown at me at, at one point. Really? Uh, so it's not just while, a shadow. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait. When you say shadow, do you do you mean like there's something there, but you can only see it in the shadows because it was the light, or do you mean it was made no, of no. shadow? Like it was made of shadow. What the hell? Um, because I like like I like I I've seen them at night. I've seen them during day, and I I for the sort of the first year or so that I started doing that, I actually thought it was just me. You're gonna tell them the one in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, and then I was walking back that way with some friends one evening, uh, and all of a sudden, the person next to me started getting really skittish and, like, looking around and going, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, you see and hear them too. And they're like, see what? I said, the shadow people. And I sort of pointed into the, the woods that were just on either side of us, and they started looking, and they said, oh, my God. And I said, it's okay. They don't generally hurt people. Well, I mean, like it, 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 it wasn't like they like, like were like aiming to hit me and stuff. It was just kind of like a, a toss onto the trail sort of thing. Like I didn't ever feel like I was in danger, but yeah, so we have these weird shadow people that are on the trails and stuff. And a few years later, uh, I was walking with some friends. We have a, an old rail path that leads through one of the municipalities called Esquimalt. And it's not really used much anymore. And there's just tall grass on either side of these rails. And it was the fastest way for us to get one of our friends home. And it was probably 11 o'clock at night. And we're walking back. 
and my friend and I, who we're taking home, uh, we're probably about 10 or 12 feet ahead of everybody else because we always walked the fastest. And all of a sudden, she grabs my hand and stops me because this big black cat-like figure, again, made entirely of shadow, leapt out onto the train tracks and then leapt back into the grass on the other side. And she just, like, goes wide-eyed and says, did you see that? And I was like, yep, big black cat thing. And she's like, yep. <laughs> and everybody else behind us is like, everything okay? And we're like, all good. And we just kept walking. <laughs> all right, Ian, like you're way too mellow yeah. with the shadow things. What the hell, man? So I, I, I don't know. It, it's just sort of something I've gotten used to over the years. And, and like I said, they're kind of all over the place. Um, Victoria is kind of, it, it's got a nickname as the city of gardens. And we have a lot of bike paths and we have a lot of green space and it, we have a lot of just like natural wilderness around us. And it, you just sort of get used to them if you're somebody who sees them. And, you know, like I said, I, I figured out fairly early on that, that they're not really harmful. They're just sort of more curious. Have you tried and talking to them? I did. I, I have tried talking to them. It seems to me that when you take more notice of them or try to engage with them, they kind of back off. Uh, I tried to sort of go into the wood for four or five feet to sort of get closer to them, and they always seem to sort of back away. You know, I peek behind a tree one was at, and it would just be gone. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a, a slightly different take on a, a shadow person. And my wife is telling me to, to tell you about the one that the most recent one that happened, which is not like the other ones that I have experienced. So this is back just sort of, I guess, about three weeks into the coronavirus shutdown. This was probably back back late March, early early April. My stepson has a seizure condition and will occasionally have seizures at night. And I'll go down to check on him. And this happened. And I came down into his room and had this weird feeling and sort of turned around to leave his room. And we always leave the stove light on in the kitchen so that there's a little bit of light. And I was outside. And then I came in. Oh, because I was my, in the room in the living room. Hey, hey, hang on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on speakerphone with my wife here. Yeah, 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 please. No, yeah, 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 no, 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 definitely, definitely, oh, yes. It's done. It's done. Yeah. All right. Hi, Kurt. Hi. Who's this? No, what happened? Did we lose you? No, I didn't lose you. You hit no. oh, me. There we go. There we go. There, there. we go. There we go. Wait. Ian. Ian's wife. What's your name? Alex. Alex. Hi, Alex. <laughs> All right. So um, my wife was just outside having a cigarette because she often stays up late. And I, I was in the, the bedroom, and I turned around with this weird feeling. And looking through our kitchen to our the disability bathroom is for our son, um, and in the light of the, the stove that, that we keep on, I could see this tall, shadowy figure uh, standing in the bathroom, probably about... 20 feet from us, and I stared at it and blinked and looked back to my son and then looked back again, and you know how in Doctor Who, the weeping angels yes. just like move and yeah, they're just yeah. like right there? Yeah. This thing basically did that to me, and... Can he still hear you? Can you yeah. still hear us? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. Um, Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this thing weeping angeled at me, and when I turned around, it was about three or four feet from me. 
uh, and I just sort of stared at it to keep it there. Uh, and uh, I've been working with... And that was when yeah. I came, when I was in the living room, and you looked at me, and then you said... There's something here. And then it said your name behind me. Oh, no, that, that was something different. Oh, that was, that was a different, different time. time. No. What? Um, and I, I, yeah. I sort of put up my hand and sort of walked through this thing, just deciding that it wasn't there. And I think the other thing my, my wife is confusing this event with is something else I'll say for another story. Um, yeah. So. But, yeah, so this, this, like, black shadow figure, probably about seven feet tall, very tall, uh, and I just sort of closed my eyes and walked through it and just sort of willed it to not be there anymore. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. So that's that's my shadow people story for the episode. Yeah. And it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't you. Yep. you don't want to come down here because oh, there's a delay going on right. between the two. I've I've got you plugged in on my tablet downstairs and I'm calling in from my phone. So we, you'd end up hearing the background of Oh no, that's fine. No, that's totally cool. Editing, so. I just totally thought Alex cool. didn't want you to come nearer, so that was weird. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, <laughs> I'm upstairs right now so that we don't get the the background stuff. So Oh no. Yeah, those are, are, you... those are my shadow people stories. Jesus Christ. All right, Jesus so you Christ. promise right. you're so going to you call me back with the other story eventually, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually I think I told it to you on the Zoom meeting a couple of weeks ago about about the voice that like called out that wasn't her. Oh that I shit! Thought was. You did. You know you yeah, know you did. I'm oh just going to tell it now yeah, because yeah, I may yeah. as well tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was uh, I was standing in the kitchen. It was it was evening. I was getting stuff ready for the next day. I was making some breakfast and stuff for ahead of time. And my wife told me that she was going to be going uh, outside to have a cigarette. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Already about that I'm now. telling it now. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. uh, a moment good. later. Wait till you guys hear this. Go ahead. Uh, I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I hear my name, uh, and I think it's my wife uh, calling from the front door, which is sort of on the other, other side of the wall of the kitchen. So I come around the corner to see what she wants, and oh she is God. standing right around the corner, staring at where our front door is. And I'm like, did you want something? And she like looks at me, and, and then it, I, it was that wasn't me. And she goes, "That wasn't me." And I, I look at her, and I look to the front door, and I said, "Oh, you heard that too." And we both just sort of <laughs> stare at the door, and decide we're just gonna go on with the night. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's yep. Yeah. So yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> not much else to be done about it. Yeah, not much else to be done about it. So. Yeah, that's that's my my story of shadow people and and mysterious calling of names. Dude, I love it, Ian. Thank you again. That's right. You did tell me about it on Zoom. Oh um, yeah, like it. it you gotta love it when something's impersonating your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Worse when she's standing there. Yeah, worse when she's standing there. Holy crap! I love it. I love it. Well, it was behind me. Yeah, there you go. That's even worse that you That's heard it worse. and it was yeah, behind you, you and, it, and, it, behind and you. it sounded like you. And it sounded like you. Yeah, and I turned around and Ian came around the corner and said, did you want something? And I was still staring at the door. 
Wow. Holy wow. crap. Holy crap. Um, yeah. Um, hey, thank, yeah, thank hey, you for calling, hey, man. This was awesome, calling, dude. This yeah. was awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, I've got lots of other like weird ghost stories and stuff like that. And uh, I'm, now that we figured out how to get calls in from Canada, I'm sure you'll be hearing more from me. Yes, I love it. Please, yeah, love please it. call please. back. I, I can't wait back. to hear more I, stories. I, I really can't. Hear more stories. I really can't. Awesome. All right. Thanks, thank you very Kurt. much, Kurt. Thanks for Kurt. And yeah, we, we're dedicated fans of uh, Paranormal Almanac, and uh, thank you for doing what you do. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Ian uh, and Alex. This was Ian awesome. Holy crap. Look at that. Like, look, I was going to try and, like, banter a bit more. I'm not going to banter a bit more. Let's end it with that one. She heard her own voice behind her. That's creepy as fuck, man. And they're Canadian and mellow about it. Like, that's awesome. Like, incredibly awesome. So, I want to thank... I want to thank Tori and Craig and Maria and Mike and Grant and Ian and Alex and, of course, Bingo, the fucking burn it with fire bear. Uh, I already know that there are more stories out there because... Dorian, Isaac's got to call me. Kelly, you got to call me because there's a lot of murderers, apparently. A lot of murderers out there. So there is a lot of creepy, cool fucking stuff coming on the next live Paranormal Almanac show. Thank you to everybody in the chat room making it awesome. No joke. This was better than I could ever possibly imagine. I used to listen to, to Art Bell and go, Jesus Christ, every call is fucking awesome. Like, that's cool. Now I'm on the other side of that, getting these incredibly cool, awesome calls, and I cannot wait for the next live show. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody in the chat room. Cannot thank you enough. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and this has been another 20th, Blow my mind. 20th live bonus quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. Snare, watch the annoying